Hello Cryptonauts, today is August 4th, 2020th. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alright Cryptonauts, as a reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you are interested in collaborating with me on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that same Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's go ahead and get started with your top 10 daily stats. Today, we're going to try out the top cryptocurrency exchanges ranking by trust score. So it looks like we have a cybersecurity score ranking. Starting off with the first exchange, and these are all exchanges by the way. The first exchange is Binance. Hold on a second, let me take a quick glance at this. This is my first time looking at this. Hmm, interesting. It seems like the majority of trusted. Well, first of all, I just noticed. Well, I guess this is what it is. The majority of uh, exchanges are centralized. In fact, all the top 10 are centralized. The decentralized are somewhere way at the bottom. Hmm. Quite interesting. Anyways, um, starting off with number one, Binance, with a cybersecurity score of 9.4. Number two, we have Coinbase Pro, with a cybersecurity score of 9.1. And in third place, we have Qcoin, with a cybersecurity score of 9.2. And in fourth place, we have Gate.io with a cybersecurity score of 9.7. Wait a minute, that's more than. So, why is it in fourth place? That's interesting. In fifth place, we have Binance US with a, with a cybersecurity score of 9.6. What, what's going on here? This is high as well. What's interesting? Sixth place, we have Gemini with a cybersecurity score of 8. And in 7th place, we have OKX with a cybersecurity score of 7.7. And in 8th place, we have Kraken with a 5.7. And in ninth place, we have MXC with a 9.5. In 10th place, we have Bitfinex with a 6.9. How interesting. How interesting. So the highest one on here is... Hmm. Binance US. How interesting. Hmm. That is interesting. No. Correction. Gate.io with a 9.7. Wow. And the lowest score is a 6.9 with Bitfinex. Wow, that's interesting. Anyways, 
that that was that's quite interesting. Okay, let's uh, total market cap is at three hundred sixty-four point six billion dollars, up one point nine percent. All right, crypto nuts, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. All right, Cryptonauts, today we have a lot of crypto news to talk about. I mean, we have a lot. This is probably the most I've ever had in a long time. So with that said, I just want to remind you that we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. And don't forget to collect your daily candies. With that said, first news coming in from Sharyuwa Malwa. Bitcoin feels the coronavirus pinch in Japan. Traders in Japan have shielded away from the volatility of cryptocurrencies in recent months amidst broad economic uncertainties, according to a report by Japanese crypto exchange BitBank yesterday. BitBank noted fiat outflows from Japan exchanges saw an overflow decrease, an overall decrease compared to other years, while active trading accounts went down for the first time. It cited data from a March 2020 report by Japan Virtual and Crypto Asset Exchange Association, a self-regulating body. Let's see. Okay. Hmm. 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 Bitcoin trading is dominant actively in Japan. A 2018 report by the country's finan- uh, financial services agency estimated that over 3.5 million traders try their luck in the asset class, with those in their 20s and 30s making up 20, 28% and 34% of the total, respectively. But the outgoing DeFi-led market surge may soon get their attention. Next news, written by Liam Frost. Bitcoin ain't going away. It's going to get stronger, says U.S. congressman. The decentralized nature of Bitcoin is what makes it stand out compared to traditional, tightly controlled fiat currencies, U.S. congressman Tom Emmer said yesterday. During the Pomped podcast, hosted by Morgan Creek Digital co-founder Anthony Pompliano, Emmer pointed out that Bitcoin was conceived by Satoshi Nakamoto around the same time the 2008 financial crisis struck the world. Not unlike today's economic woos spurred by the coronavirus pandemic and like the past, people are looking for new stores of value amid the U.S. government's unprecedented relief measures that could ultimately devalue the U.S. dollar. As we come out of the crisis, Bitcoin's Bitcoin ain't going away. It's going to get stronger and now... Brian Brooks, acting comptroller of the currency, is saying, Hey, institutions, you can start banking this stuff. You can provide a home for it. You can start working with it, said Emmer. He was referring to Brooks' recent statement that banks in the U.S. are allowed to custody cryptocurrencies, a move widely supported by the crypto industry. Mm, Looking at the Twitter hack. Mm. During the podcast... No, 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 no. Amber added that Facebook and Libra cryptocurrency was, was first proposed. He thought, oh, great concept, wonderful, but somebody's got to be in control, right? Okay. Uh, hmm. I think we're just moving into the next phase, which is crypto. The area excites me because I do think that the government has a role. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm not going to say no. I don't think it has a big role. I think people can police themselves. Amber noted, adding, I don't like the fact that my colleagues think everybody is so dumb they're all going to get fleeced all the time. You know, the greatest gain is through the greatest risk. Absolutely. Absolutely, Mr. 
Congressman Tom Emmer. Next news, written by Liam Frost. US dollar is getting weaker while crypto gets stronger, says Ripple CEO. While the US dollar won't give up its position as the world's reserve currency anytime soon, it's definitely getting weaker compared to alternatives such as Bitcoin, wrote Brad Garlandhouse, the CEO of Ripple XRP on Twitter today. A year ago, many decried crypto as a scam, and now a majority of governments are looking seriously at blockchain. It addresses friction, i.e. settlements, transparency, etc. that were assumed very hard to solve before. Crypto is up 80% while USD is down 3% year-to-date. Garland House noted. Yes, 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 yes. Onboarding. Governments are onboarding into crypto. Next news. Written by Sharyuwa Malwa. Coin Center CEO built anonymous form for free speech. If you've been around the internet long enough, you may have visited the, the anonymous message board 4chan at least once. From wacky business advice to strange travel plans and even bizarre anime, the messaging board has long served as the epic center for popular internet culture and expression of unbridled thought. But with great anonymity comes great responsibility, something 4chan remarkably fails at. The site is filled with racist and and other posts. While there are a few rules that users are supposed to adhere by, they are rarely enforced. However, Jerry Breda, the CEO of Washington DC-based crypto advocate group Coin Center, unveiled his own anonymous form club.p yesterday, which he describes as an anonymous and ephemeral discussion board like Fortune. Hey, you know what? Wrote this again. Sharyuwa Mawa. You're putting some big, complicated words in here. Jeez, frustrates me. How will Club.p work? Unlike completely anonymous forms like 4chan, users will be assigned a unique alphanumeric ID, like how Bitcoin addresses look, and their posts are associated with that ID. Okay. The Grand Twitter VIP Club. The Twitter is one of the key tools for anyone keeping up with the fast pace of the crypto world, but Brito argued it has several key problems. Social media like Twitter is increasingly speech policed, status game focused, and less creative. That is true. Same thing with YouTube. Um, let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. That's it. Next news. Next news. Written by Tim Copeland. Bitfinex offers $400 million reward for 120000 Bitcoin hack. Crypto exchange Bitfinex has offered up $400 million as a reward for anyone who can put the exchange in contact with the hackers who stole 120,000 Bitcoin from the exchange in 2016. The reward will even be delivered to the hackers themselves if they come forward, stated in an announcement today. The incident is a dark chapter in our exchange's history, and we are pleased to offer this reward as further evidence of our determination to obtain the lost property, the announcement stated. Whoever connects the exchange to the hackers will receive 5% of the Bitcoin recovered. The hackers themselves will receive 25% of the Bitcoins they hand back. This means the rewards combined will be worth approximately 30% of the stolen Bitcoin around $400 million. Okay, first of all, I think those Bitcoins are gone. Unless I'm wrong, they're probably just sitting on a, a wallet. What do you guys know? Let's see. The Bitfinex hacks happened in 2016. Did a mo- 
Due to the problem with a multi-sig wallet, it requires several people to authorize the transaction before it happens. Um, it also used crypto custody platform Bitcoin to create extra security, but, but despite these measures, the Bitcoin was stolen out of many customers' wallets, even though that they had two-factor auth. Following the breach, the price of Bitcoin fell 20%. But four years ago, can Bitfinex convince the hackers to do the right thing? Okay, next news. Written by Adriana Hamacher. Coca-Cola's bottlers are testing out DeFi on Ethereum. What? I don't get it. North America's Coca-Cola bottling supply chain is dipping its toes in the decentralized finance ecosystem. A new project announced on Monday will see Kona Services, Coke One North America, the tech park partner of the largest Coca-Cola bottlers in the region, establish a Coca-Cola Coca -Cola bottling harbor to reduce technical barriers for suppliers. The project is enabled by the baseline protocol, a middleware solutions for large companies. It enables them not to, not only to communicate and transact privately on the Ethereum public blockchain, but also to access to access DeFi applications and tokenized assets. Launched in March 2020, 2020 by Microsoft professional services firm Ernest & Young and Ethereum Venture Studio Consensus, the protocol allows confidential and complex collaborations between enterprises. A technical backbone baseline is not Kona's first blockchain integration. In 2019, the organization adopted Hyperledger Fabric, an open source project hosted by the Linux Foundation, which runs on software multinationals SAP's blockchain as a service platform. The idea was to streamline cross-organizational supply chain transactions and boost transparencies for the bottler's complex supply chain. Okay. Borkona introducing baseline protocol will allow it and its suppliers to use Ethereum for business transactions much the same way people use the internet, but more privately. The project is scheduled to showcase its initial results in Q4 2020. Cool. Next news written by Forecast News staff. Former PBOC officials, digital currencies can substitute all currencies. Wang Yongli, former vice president of Bank of China and a director of the Hakshia Blockchain Research Institute, Institute believes that digital currencies will eventually replace all cash in circulations and won't just be confined to M0. M0 refers to a measurement of the notes and coins in circulation. It's something referred to as broad money. This criteria continues on to M1, cash held in checking accounts, and then M2, where it largely refers to the funds and credits in commercial bank accounts where WeChat Pay and Alipay currency is held. Hmm. China's national digital currency refers to most commonly as DCEP was initially designed to replace M0 according to Wang, but there might be more interesting but there might be more interested in DCEP replacing the M2 money supply. Okay, the retailer's transactions that used to occur in M0 have moved to M2, of which central banks have less control. But there needs to be a first mover for such an ambitious project, and with the ECP delayed and the Fed accounts and digital dollar projects not getting much transaction with US lawmakers, the big question is who will move first. Alright, next news, written by Andrew Hayward. Barstool Sports President Dave Portnoy, I want to buy all the Bitcoins. 
Barstool Sports President Dave El Presidente Portnoy is well known for being outspoken and often abrasive. And over the last few days, he's turned his attention to a new subject, Bitcoin. In recent months, Portnoy has been sharing regularly Dave Day Trader Global DDTG live streams in which he shares perspectives on his investments and generates significant social media engagement in the process. Yesterday morning, Portnoy began talking more and more about Bitcoin, jokingly asking if he needed Bitcoin Bitcoin goggles to see to see it if he could touch it with the green hammer he was holding in the video. Today, he dug deeper into the subject, explaining that he didn't want to deal with a wallet or lengthy password, and suggests that he bought Bitcoin in the original Bitcoin age, and estimated that he spent twenty thousand dollars. That is just sitting in the ether he doesn't know how to access it or what became of his investment okay he said that he had little he had a little exchange with the twins about wait hold on let's back up a little bit the corn loving portnoy then started talking about the winklevoss twins the facebook co-founders that famously went on to become Bitcoin billionaires and co-found the crypto exchange Gemini. He said that he had little he had a little exchange with the twins about getting a lesson on Bitcoin, but that he felt like they just wanted some free advertising via Portnoy and Barstool Sports. He calls them rowing boat row, rowing robots, but added, "I actually kind of like them." In any case, Portnoy ultimately decided to extend an invitation to the Winklevoss twins again this morning via Twitter, but stipulated that they must wear their college rowing uniforms as seen in the social in the social network. Wow, really? Okay. Hmm. Who's ready to see a couple of Bitcoin billionaires shilling crypto in their old rowing uniforms? It might be happening thanks to Portnoy. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Next news. Wow, we're, I think I think we're probably halfway and this is it's going to be a long, long podcast. So, get yourself some popcorn and a Coke and sit back and relax. Next news, written by Jose Antonio Lance. DeFi token Chainlink surges 14% as price nears $10. Chainlink is close to topping $10 per token in a massive surge that shows the sky might just be the limit for the decentralized Oracle service provider. Chainlink's token link has had an interesting 2020 so far, to say the least. Since January, Chainlink has been pushing upwards. Link went from $1.70 to $5 per coin in just three months. The coronavirus-induced market collapse happened, which eliminated all gains for the year within a matter of days. Okay. The crypto has gained the favor of investors and fans thanks to several notable announcements, the latest of which is a partnership with Provide. Enterprise low code application platform for distributed ledger technology. Prior, Kyber Network, Tezos, Orchid, and Nexo also announced that they would be using Chainlink's technology to track prices. Crypto exchanges such as Delta Exchange and Gemini have also recently added support for Chainlink. Okay, next news written by Alexander Beckrans. Final test before Ethereum 2.0 mainnet release is now live. The Ethereum 2.0 mainnet is almost ready for liftoff. The ETH2 Medalla testnet went live today, making the final stage final stage of testing before the mainnet main release of ETH2 is released into the wild. Medalla is the first community-focused testnet in which the health of the network is in the hands of the Ethereum community. 
as opposed to earlier testing grounds that were primarily developer focused. With Mdala now running stable, the launch of Ethereum 2.0 is imminent, bringing with it hotly anticipated ETH staking rewards as well as relief from growing concerns over sky high transaction fees for Ethereum. Okay. Yeah, next news. Well, could, you want to read a little more? Let's read a little more. No, we're done. <laughs> next news. The Defiant Wi-Fi clones. When one Wi-Fi is not enough. The success of Y-Earn's Wi-Fi... <laughs> Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. I get it. I get it. Uh, Wi-Fi token is rapidly spurring the crop of copycats with varying degrees of legitimacy. Some of them have turned out to be outright scams, others have already got inactive, while one is being celebrated as the first successful Chinese DeFi token. Since many DeFi protocols are forkable and the barriers to entry for the competitors is low, it wouldn't be surprising if, as the market enters a new stage, more copycats show up to get a piece of the $4.3 billion of total value locked DeFi Pi. Wi-Fi 2 from China with love. Wi-Fi.Finance launched the Wi-Fi 2 token on July 26th as a fork of the Wi-Fi. Y-Earns token, the fork includes the upgraded proposal YIP8, which didn't pass Wi-Fi's governance. The update doubles the token supply of up to 60,000 to ads at and adds a having mechanism similar to Bitcoin. Wi-Fi, the first DeFi exit scam. Wi-Fi was launched July 29 and yet another Wi-Fi token copycat was quickly identified as a scam. Once the fork got enough liquidity, the owner minted 1 million Wi-Fi and started draining the balancer pool. Cream and Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi.Finance, which announced its Wi-Fi token on Monday as a Wi-Fi clone that gives you the most joined forces with the CREAM protocol, C-R-E-A-M protocol, for the distribution of the token. Wi-Fi is a play on the way it pronounces Wi-Fi. CREAM is the first project forked compound lending protocol specifically to leverage the yield farming trend. Luckily, these kinds of experiments will push DeFi harder and help it evolve towards a more stable and reliable system that can gain mass adoption. Next news written by Robert Stevens, SEC on the hunt for more tools to keep a closer eye on crypto. Here, give me a second. I need to get a sip of water. The U.S. Security and Securities and Exchange Commission is on the is on the lookout for a tool that can analyze blockchain smart contracts. As first reported by Bloomberg Law, the SEC published a notice on July 30th requesting that companies solicit it with applications for a tool that can analyze and detail code with blockchain and other distributed ledgers. The tool it wrote would support the SEC's effort monitor risk, improve compliance, and inform commission's policy with regard to digital assets. Specifically, the software would help the SEC work out how token sales are fund token sales funds are distributed. The SEC has chased after several cryptocurrencies companies for the running ICOs, among them Block.1, Telegram, and Kick. 
the SEC did not provide any indications that the two notices are related. However, the product required software that would have the SEC track and flow of cryptocurrencies are similar apart from other notices. Classification about BNB. Cypher Trace, however, also supports hundreds of other assets. But one thing is clear, the SEC is arming up. Whoa, careful there, careful there. Next news, written by Robert Stevens. Ethereum volume hits all-time high as DeFi market cap nears $9 billion. Transaction volume for Ethereum applications surpassed $12 billion in July, according to a report published yesterday by Dapper Radar. 2020 continues to be the dedicated continues to be dedicated to the Ethereum DeFi ecosystem, wrote the DeFi metrics site in its report. Dapper Radar founder that Ethereum transaction volume hits their all-time high in July. DeFi DAP accounted for 92% of all transactions it found. The biggest con- Contributors to the category were Compound, Aave, and Curve in July 2020. They generated 48%, 14%, and 14% of transaction volumes, respectively, it said. DeFi or decentralized finance refers to non-custodial financial applications such as synthetic stocks, decentralized stablecoins, decentralized exchanges, and lending protocols. Adaporator also attributes some of the growth to volume on the DEXs or decentralized exchange. Still, they are relatively minor. Decentralized exchanges account for only 4% of the total transaction volume bound Dapper Radar. All right, Cryptonauts, next news. All right, written by Jose Antonio Lance. Millions of Visa accepting stores in Mexico can now take crypto. Crypto enthusiasts in Mexico have a new bridge to the world of traditional finance, a new way to spend their coins. Taurus, a cryptocurrency exchange, and Neobank has teamed up with Dash to launch the region's first crypto debit card, a unique way to spend Dash, Bitcoin, and other cryptocurrencies at any visa-accepting location in Mexico. According to Ernesto Contreras, head of business development at Dash Core Group, its deal with Taurus and Visa could not have come at a better time. We have been working with Taurus to grow and develop better and easier solutions that will continue to grow our ecosystem in Mexico and lead in Latin America, he said in a statement. Dash users can now spend Dash at the millions of locations that take regular debit cards, and this includes restaurants, online shopping, retail, and more. Contreras added that since the coronavirus pandemic has changed social distancing norms as well as the payments landscape in 2020, products like these demonstrate how crypto can help business meet the demands of the contactless or low-touch economy new normal. Yeah, yeah, that is the new normal, isn't it? Next news, written by Colin Harper. Actively on Bitcoin's regulated future exchanges has never been greater. Open interest on Bitcoin's regulated derivatives market have surged past all-time highs as as institutional players continue to take interest in the young assets. Per data from SKU Analytics, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange's Bitcoin futures have roughly $830 million worth of outstanding contracts. Currently, only OKX and BitMEX have more open interest on their derivatives platforms, making CMEs open interest and the third largest in Bitcoin's derivatives market. The surge 
inactivity on Bitcoin's regulated derivatives venues comes at a time when institutional interest in Bitcoin has never been higher. What's more, at the end of July, U.S. regulators greenlit banks to custody crypto assets in a move that was seen as a legitimizer for an industry at odds with the traditional finance sector. And with the price of Bitcoin on the way up, once again, we could soon see more institutional players run their attention to the fast-rising digital asset. Next news, written by Robert Stevens. How hackers laundered $3.4 million Bitcoin in plain sight. A cybersecurity analyst has traced part of a $4.5 million Bitcoin ransom paid out by U.S. travel agent, travel giant CWT. But the hackers chose to launder their money in the place you'd least expect it, in plain sight on large cryptocurrency exchanges. CWT, which produces annual revenues of $1.5 billion, paid the Bitcoin ransom to the hackers on July 28th to regain access to two terabytes of file and to stop them from exposing the information. The files included employee data, financial documents, and other information. Tal Berry, co-founder of Israeli cybersecurity firm Zengo, found out what happened to the money. In a write-up today, <clears throat> Berry found that the hackers, who are still at large, tried to launder the money through some of the largest cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency exchanges in the world, including Binance, Coinbase, and Huobi. <clears throat> wow. Why didn't the hackers use mixers? So, why did the hackers move their money through a large crypto exchange like Binance rather than using so-called cryptocurrency mixers, a method of obscuring transa transactions by jumbling lots of people's transactions together? Attackers are not looking for the best way. They are looking for the easiest way they can get away with. And apparently, this method was good enough to get them where they wanted, wanted to very told decrypt. The reason why they didn't use a mixer, he said, is time. Mixers involve lots of people joining together anonymously to jumble their funds up together. Then the mixers takes all those funds and sends them to and sends them to addresses owned by those people, crediting them with the amounts they they put in. <clears throat> because the money has been mixed up, it's difficult to work out whence they came. Yeah. Why the hackers use exchanges to launder their money? Rich Sanders, a blockchain forensic analyst, uh, analyst said that sometimes hackers push funds through large exchanges to implement a tactic known as chain hopping, whereby hackers use exchanges to buy small amounts of various cryptocurrencies and send them to different exchanges using different accounts. <clears throat> okay, so laundering your money in plain sight may not be so dumb after all. Of course, that's after the dumb decision to hack a billion dollar company expecting to get away with it. Okay, next news written by Forecast News staff. Tether on its hair as market cap hits $11 billion. What? As demand for stablecoin continues to break records, the market cap of Tether has hit $11 billion growth 136% since the start of 2020. Wow. As USDT-BTC is one of the most liquid crypto pairs and the cheapest way to acquire BTC, Bitcoin inflows are up across all exchanges on month. According to chain analysis, but down during the past week as the market corrects. 
what are stable coins? Stable coins, which are tokens tied to fiat currently currency like the US dollar, are used as an on ramp or off ramp for cryptocurrency transactions. Market volatility drives demands for stable coins. During the past year, the total supply of stable coins has doubled to approximately $12 billion, largely as investors spooked by March crash of equities and crypto looked for safe haven to park capital. According to research firm Cryptometrics, for a point of comparison, it took nearly five years for supply to hit $6 billion. Institutional grade investors are after stable coins. One of the biggest news stories of the year has been on the rise of digital of the digital asset custody industry, which is a key requirement for the institutional investors to jump in the market. Although Hong Kong was first to market with regu regulatory framework, U.S. regulators has announced last month that they had greenlit U.S. banks acting as crypto custodians. And, and industry lead leaders previously interviewed by Decrypt believe that this will be an accelerant for U.S.-based institutional investors to double down on crypto. And what's the first thing they will buy? Likely stablecoins. An institutional market insight report report published last November by Binance found that 96% of Binance's institutional clients held at least one stablecoin, with the most popular being USDT. Wow. Finally, Cryptonauts. Finally, 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 we are done. Jeez, that was that was fairly long. My, I need. I had to take a sip of water. That was a lot. That that should be like against the law to have so much news in one day. That's that's a lot. So, wow, I, I definitely deserve like a thumbs up, a heart, a like, a comment, anything. I deserve some kind of feedback. Seriously, I think. No, for sure I do. That was a lot. With that said, Cryptonauts, make sure you are washing your hands, washing your feet, washing your face, washing your mouth, washing everything, wearing your mask, and practicing social distancing, staying six feet and further apart. Stay quarantined if you can and only go out for essential things. Why? Because COVID is real. With that said, Cryptonauts, I'll catch you all on the next one. Adios. Adios.